right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new guest in the booth. This is a new format we're trying out. This is Corner Talk. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about doing some more short form content, uh, you know, uh, talking to fighters, especially, you know, I like the idea of sort of doing it maybe during fight week. And today's debut and we are graced by Sam Hughes, Sam Page. How are you doing? How is training? Good, good. Thank you so much, Nick, for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. I'm excited about this. Yeah, welcome to the platform. Uh, excited to have you on. Um, it's always nice to you know speak to the to the newcomers, you know, because you're one of those uh, people that came to the UFC during the pandemic. You know, well, you know when they took away the crowds and all that. So, um, yeah. So something like you were supposed to fight uh, Lupi Godinez, right? October 9th. and yes. uh, this October was actually 9th. supposed to be. People don't might not know is actually a trilogy. Right, because <laughs> like I saw that it I was is. looking at the record that you fought twice in the amateurs. Um, so it, it, it's annoying that that got taken away because of COVID. Like we'll get to talk about that situation a little bit more. But now you're booked for uh, this Saturday, November twentieth, yes. and you're fighting yes, Luana Pinheiro, someone who also impressed me at the in the Contender series. Yes, I'm super excited about this weekend. I took this fight on about twelve days notice. Um, so after the whole fiasco with the loopy fight falling through and that was it was a trilogy fight um we fought twice as, as an amateur um one it went to a draw and the second one was a split decision loss so um really frustrating and like for me as a pro about to fight her i was like super excited because i was like okay this is redemption this is like so the pacific northwest is like super biased um as far as judges goes and so um I felt like I won both fights, but you know, it, it is what it is. The records show what they show. Um, so this was my chance to actually like showcase my ability and me fighting it against her. And there's so many people that reached out and were like, I'm so excited for this fight. So I know it's going to happen, whether it's after the Luana fight or, um, way down the road. Um, but I know it's going to happen. Um, cause I know that's really what the fans kind of want. They wanted me and Loopy to fight, which, I was more than willing to, and I was super happy about it. And I know she was too. Um, but yes, the COVID um, test that I think was a false positive. Um, I don't know my coach. Uh, we showed up to Vegas on Tuesday um, yeah. in October. And um, yeah, it just, it was so weird. It was, we showed up on campus. We did the, actually the zoom COVID test the week before, obviously we both passed because we were able to, Sorry, I lost. message that was like, hey, come down, sign up, um, register for the whole week and get your schedule and things like that. And so um, I assumed it was both of us to come down and they were like, no, he hasn't gotten his COVID uh, results back. So anyway, we went back up to the room and waited and then they called him and were like, hey, you tested positive. And then we found out like 20 minutes later that Loopy had got rematched. So that was pretty devastating. Um, as far as that goes for me, um, I was really looking forward to it. I know Luffy was really looking forward to it. Um, but the fight that matters now is this coming up weekend against Luana. So I'm yeah. very excited. She's, um, a very good judo, um, fighter. And, um, I know she's going to come out guns a blazing. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And I think, uh, the fans should be excited about it too. Same. And I, I always wonder like why they like, Maybe those are the kinds of fights they want to put on the beginning of the card because you're opening the card, uh, the the prelims. So um, oh, am I? I thought it was like sixth. Is it? I think it's on. Um, let me pull this up because the last I checked okay. yesterday it was like you're opening it. 
Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Because I thought sure. I looked but, up um something, and this was a couple days ago, so it probably changed. But yeah, um, I thought it was sixth on the card. It was like the second to last fight before the main main card opened up. Oh yeah, you're according to Google, you're the first. So okay. That's okay. usually what you know. That's cool. I mean, but what 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 do you prefer? Like, would you prefer to be the sixth on the card or open it? Um, you know what? I I really don't have a preference. I uh. I kind of shut out everything like going into it and like, especially in the warm up room. So like nothing really matters. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Um, so I could awesome. be first or last or whatever. And it doesn't bother me. The weird thing about like the COVID situation that, that pissed me off. I mean, like, cause the more I get to know certain, certain, certain fighters and you start to know like how, how important, not just, it's just the financial aspect I mean, you know, you know, of it that you don't get compensated at all. Right. And you, did you have to, you spend spend your own uh, travel tickets uh how about accommodation do you have to spend do you pay for that or so that was the that was i guess uh, good and bad um so they wouldn't approve my coach getting on the flight um back to seattle obviously mm -hmm. um close quarters and things like that so um they they were like the best we can do is get you guys a um a rental car but i put that on my card and then they're like we'll reimburse you um so the next day we went through that whole rigmarole of trying to find a car and everything in vegas at that point was like sold out so we had to wait like a full 24 hours um it seemed like such a headache and then it was so expensive it was like 1200 to rent a rental car from vegas to seattle and it just Jeez. seemed like yeah it was oh. steep so anyway uh it is what it is but we had to drive 18 hours back um i know people have driven longer um but that 18 hours was rough <laughs> yeah exactly. and especially since like i don't know leaving vegas was kind of like super sad too as we were like driving off because i was like man this is not how i was expecting this week to go and everything else so it was just heartbreaking the whole situation itself um you drive by all those fun places that you're gonna go to after to celebrate you know <laughs> yes yeah, yes but, exactly that's yeah. yeah you already guessed it yeah so you know let's get uh the people to know you um what's your what's sort of your uh martial arts background because when i look at am i correct in assuming that you sort of went straight into mma and you know you seem like you have a wrestling base is that true uh well I, yeah, I like to think that that's kind of like where I, uh, I, I walked in the gym. I, so I have like, other than actually like no kickboxing experience prior to like walking in the gym, no wrestling. Um, my, I have family that are wrestlers and things like that, but, um, in, in no jujitsu. So I came into the sport as a runner basically, cause I ran track and, um, cross country in college. Um, so basically my athletic background is all running endurance, uh, sports, cardio, uh, yeah, very important, so, Still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which I feel like, uh, coming into the sport, it kind of like gave me a slight edge, um, because cardio has never been an issue for me. Um, I love it. You know, that's kind of like a huge way for me to like break away and just kind of like focus and get into my own zone, Yeah, which is, which is a huge, um, benefit but um yeah before i walked into the gym i had no martial arts um background at all i mean i did karate when i was little but i didn't stay in for very long um mm. so uh my coach actually started me with kickboxing i was a nine and oh kickboxer um as an amateur 
Uh, and then we really started sitting on my jujitsu and wrestling and things like that. So overall, I would say I'm more of a kickboxer, um, because I have more experience in that versus any, any other skill set. Awesome. So I, I yes. assume because, because I see the wrestling is good. I thought, you know, I assumed you, that's where you started, you know? Nope. Okay, <laughs> well, that's, cool. that's huge. But my, my training partners are, you know, I have a few, uh, division one, uh, college wrestlers, um, that I work with on a daily basis. Um, yeah. so I pr feel pretty fortunate to be able to train with them and get so many, so many tips and tricks and things like that. It just kind of like boost me forward to become like a really good wrestler. So I'm excited to showcase that skill set too. And what's the, what, what kind of was the big opportunity that you, that, that, that was presented to you that sort of made you decide to just stick with this with, with MMA and go for it professionally? Because you had, yeah, like, what, so let's say five, you started five years ago, you had your first amateur fight. Correct. And that's a, that's a short time. I mean, like super many, short, it's kind of shocked me how quickly everything's kind of gone. Yeah. Um, fifth, fifth, your fifth profile was uh, for the LFA title. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, I was fighting back to back to back and I, I was super excited about it. I'd like to stay super busy. Um, cause if I don't, then I don't know. I, not that I get into trouble or anything like that. Cause I'm pretty like rule pretty big rule follower but um i don't know i just get bored and then uh yeah so yeah. i need to stay busy with fighting and everything else but i i basically walked into the gym and um trained for about nine months and then my coach asked me if i wanted to you know actually fight or if i just wanted to do like rec classes and after i had my first amateur fight i was hooked i was like there's no way i want to do anything other than this i love this so much makes sense Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the December last year, you know, you got called up. Then you got called up by the UFC. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you already knew you were gonna fight there at some point. You know, uh, did you have the contract signed already before that? Or, but uh, I didn't. I didn't. It was <clears throat> um, Mick. Mick called um, the Sunday before, and we knew after um, that last LFA performance um, where I got the gu guillotine uh, choke and uh, got the submission in round one we knew that it was going to be pretty short after that, that, um, I would get the call up, but we just didn't expect, um, one, it was going to be a top 10 opponent or, yeah. um, how quickly that was going to kind of like snowball. Uh, but regardless, I was super excited about the opportunity and, um, you know, just to share the cage with Tisha was like an amazing opportunity and an amazing, uh, experience. Uh, I would do it again and again and again. Yeah, I was, you know, I was going to say, like, well, you know, how do you end up making your UFC debut against a top 10 opponent, which in my eyes now, especially after the last performance, it should be a top five. She'll be your top five soon again. And the yes. biggest household, one of the biggest household names in the strawweight division. Correct. Correct. And then to, and then as far as uh, my second fight goes, I mean, that was like she, she's on her way to be the top 15 um, Loma. Yeah, and I, I, too, would, yeah. I wanted I definitely want to rematch her because um yeah, I was pretty disappointed with uh, that decision, but it is. I have a feeling it it'll happen. Like this is how the UFC works because they put you and then Loma and Loopy, who you're also also yes. supposed to fight, are on the same card. So yes, it's probably like depending on how those things work out, you're gonna face one of them. I think so. I think that's exactly how. It's and she's been very out. active. I'm pretty sure if you call her out, like, but in two weeks you can fight her. <laughs> like she's, she's also like taking every every a fight every week. So yeah, what yeah. what was it? Somebody uh, told me the other day. She's like third fight in five weeks or something like that so yeah it was like dude yeah within almost a month it's just like three yeah. three fights in yeah and one was so, like a weight class up and she lost but yeah 
short notice yeah. one class up yeah whatever what do you know what do you know what are you paying attention to the what are you training on the most facing luana yeah so i know that uh she's a judo girl so she's gonna try to head and arm throw um or do trips and things like that um i know she's gonna want to get a hold of me uh so that kind of plays into my my uh, skill base pretty well uh, as a kickboxer <laughs> but i've never i haven't seen um i guess like in her earlier fights outside of the ufc um i did see a few of her finishes with arm bars but those were against kind of like meh not not so great girls yeah. um so i i don't know i think if i were to go on the ground with her it would be a great great matchup um and also if i like student uh check bombs with her i can definitely do that too yeah yeah do you so do you prefer to know a lot more about your opponent or go in there knowing less you know like as in maybe maybe sometimes the unknown it's better not to know certain things and over prepare instead of over preparing you know what i mean <laughs> I've kind of felt like I have overprepared in the past. Uh, oh. That is definitely a thing. Um, but no, I feel like I've done a lot of tape study on, on Luana in the short amount of time that uh, before I signed this fight or signed the contract. And um, I think I've prepared really well for it. Um, I know exactly what she wants to do. She seems to be like, you know, this is her, her main thing that she likes to do. So as long as I take that away from her, what, you know, she can't really do much. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Do you have any inspirations, like sort of uh, people that inspired you maybe to, to, to continue this journey or maybe other fighters that you look up to that, you know? Oh, man, I've got a lot. Uh, Barb Honchak, um, just starting off, she um, I, she came into the gym whenever I was an amateur and I was uh, uh, on my rise up and working with her, man, that is been such a blessing uh she taught me so much her, her wrestling base i um is amazing coming from pat militich and um uh the militich system uh that was awesome and then um juliana pena i've trained with her a couple times and she oh. is like such an inspiration i mean uh her work ethic um her mentality is just you know, it's awesome to kind of like soak that in because she's, she's such a cool person. Um, whenever you get to pick her brain and just like sit there and talk with her, she, she's awesome. Um, I look up to her quite a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah. And just my coach and things like that. It's, I've got some great training partners, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Juliana is like, cause she's fighting Amanda. And what's, what scares me about Juliana is the fact that she does not care. She is not scared of Amanda. That's what's scary. And that, that is like, that's not a front. That's not like anything fake. That is 100% yeah. her. She's like, there's like no you. respect. I'm coming to take that <laughs> yeah, bell exactly. and it is mine. And like, that's exactly like what I'm talking about. It's like, whenever you talk to her, she is like 100% confidence, 100% like sure of herself. Like, I love it. I look and I look up to that so much because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly who I'm trying to be and like find myself and like, you know, develop this little uh become a better version of myself and uh she's she is that yeah i've uh there was one of the fan questions that we're gonna get to and i think that i know your answer already by now and i'll tell you when we get there <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so like in terms of coaches right what is something what what are you looking for like what do you want from your corner in between the rounds because that's something that is always being debated right and there was the whole aspen lad situation you know that that you know people were talking about but what because some people want 
a lot of information. They want all the details. Some people just need a pep talk. Some people like, well, what are you looking for in between rounds? Yeah, so in between rounds, I'm really not looking for a pep talk at all. Um, the only thing that I'm really looking for is things that I can't see that like little variances that like my opponent is doing um, that, you know, because you sometimes need an outside perspective looking in to like look at the big picture because yeah. I can't see everything going on between like I see one version, but my coach sees a different version. And he's really good at relaying that to me of like, hey, she's doing this every time that you throw one, two or um, or leg kicks or anything like that. Like the little subtleties that um, that I can't necessarily pick up in um, the rhythms and things like that. That's what he's really good at. And um, my coach, Coach Eddie, is is really, really good at that. So um, I think he'll do a good job at, you know, um, in this fight, uh, cornering me and being there to see those little subtleties and things like that. So you're able to like catch, but do you want a lot of information or just like those little, like, is it, you want it brief, you want it brief or do you want it detailed? Like, yeah, very, very brief, just very brief, like yeah. high level, just like, this is what you're doing. This is what you need to do. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, got it. Yeah. Cause um, I can imagine you don't want, you know, your fighter thinking too much about those things. And then no, you hit. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm very like logical, um, not very emotional at all, but just like super logical. So I'm like, just give me A and B and I can figure out C. Um, right. So instead of being like, hey, just calm down in there. That's not me. I'm like, yeah, I am calm. I'm trying to like beat this person. Yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, hopefully you won't need too much information because I always like that. Like I always like to listen to the corners, what they're saying and stuff. And like, hopefully you, you don't need a lot of information after the first round. So <laughs> yes, that yeah, that's that's the best case scenario. So hopefully I don't need a lot of information. <laughs> you know what I noticed that something something I'll give you something that I noticed about you that you have that uh, I think is overlooked in a lot of fighters. And that's a huge asset. I think is very underrated. Is the fact that when you want to grapple with someone and when you take them to the to the cage or to the ground or whatever, uh, you're willing to take the shots to get there and that's something i'm missing and I, even the last card i'm not going to name any names but there's some people that's so frustrating to watch when they you know that their path to victory is the takedown so they're standing with a top striker and they're just they have a mental block or they're too afraid to get hit to get it but that's what i think is a very overlooked asset that people don't often talk about it's like you know that's, that's what I feel that's like awesome I that you actually yeah that you've said that because um in the gym that's like a pretty big one for me. Um, there's this wrestler that, uh, that I train with every day, Christian strong. He's, uh, he's so good. Um, he's fought on fury a couple times, or I'm sorry, one, one time he's going to get booked again. Um, but, uh, that's one thing. He's a, such a good wrestler that like, I have to take two and three shots just to like be successful. So it's like, yeah. I know I'm going to miss that first shot, probably going to miss the second shot, but maybe I'll get that third shot, you know? So it's like, shoot, reshoot, reshoot. And, um, and that's something that like, I'm just gritty, I guess. Mm. Um, and that's just something that I've kind of instilled in, in inside like myself. Not caring about getting hit. I know it's like tough yeah. to be, to be in there and, and it's, it's hard to, you know, get over that. But you know, sometimes you're like, you have to think, I feel I'm going to get hit anyway. If I, if I don't yeah. do this, so I might as well do it and get hit. <laughs> at least try exactly. something, right? Let's, <laughs> let's exactly. see, let's see. Yeah. So is there anything you think you're missing? What is something that you think you're missing uh, to reach your full potential? Maybe whether it's like something to do with training camp or like whatever, nutrition. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I think 
uh, one of the big ones that I just recently went back to, um, after, uh, the loopy fight fall through was I reached out to my strength conditioning coach, um, Joshua Tagan, uh, and he lives back in South Carolina where I'm from. Uh, and I worked with him all through high school, all through college during the summers and things like that. Um, as I was working for my cross country and track season, um, and going back to him, I think is like my key, like thing that I needed to piece back into my whole programming. Um, cause I think he's the best strength coach, um, that I could ever ask for. Um, and I was lucky enough to find him in South Carolina. So, um, me going back to him and working with him on my strength conditioning, um, I think is, is so vital. Um, and I got to do about four weeks before, um, I had to kind of pull back for this fight. Um, so I'm excited to kind of showcase that. And, um, and then going forward, working with him, um, continuing to, uh, for him to program, uh, different things for me. Uh, I think is going to be uh, key in future fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it's good to be aware of all those things, of course. So sort of like, it's, it seems like you know what you need to do to get to where you want to be. But where do you want to be? Like, what's your what's your goal here? Because so now we're the same age. Um, you are, oh, are, and are I we, think are you 29? I'm 29 too. I just turned 29. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. But um, I think so. Scientifically, we've uh, I think science was always debating when when is when is an athlete's prime in general. Like, uh, and it's it's increased like over the years. I think now it's closer to they said between 28 and 31. I think. So you should be in or near your prime years now. So this is like the way, this is the time, you know, to make, to make a move. What's, what's your goal? What, what are you fighting for? Yes. And exactly what I, yeah, that's exactly what I feel like um, going into this fight is she's nine and one. So like for me to get a win over her is huge. Um, I, my record doesn't really show it. I'm five and three, but um, I feel like I'm one of the toughest in, in the top 15. Um, and so my goal within these next two years is like slowly work towards that top 15, top 10, and then eventually fight for, um, the title. And that's exactly, I want to feel that belt wrapped around my waist. Um, I want Juliana to get that belt wrapped around her waist, you know, like I just, that's exactly what I want. And this is what I'm working for and striving for day in and day out. Love it. Love it. And because like, yeah, about the record, it's, uh, something that I always talk about and it's something I, you know, I agree with, uh, it's very important, I think, to 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 take those. You never took an easy fight, and then you take you take on Tisha Torres in your UFC debut. Uh, Loma Lukbumi, yeah. one of the best like Muay Thai strikers in the in the whole UFC and all out of all of the women at least. Um, and it's it, people should look look into the the record, not just the number. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that a lot of people, especially when when I'm betting, for example, like I'm not looking at. The number you look at who they fought against and who they they lost against is something that gets overlooked as well by most fans, you know. But the hardcores know, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and that's like the biggest thing that um you know I even look at like Angela Hill, um her record. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, I was gonna I think bring she's her like up too. Twelve and ten or something like that. But that is a tough, tough mm. chick. And I actually um this past Sunday um I did some rounds with um one of her training partners that she used to train with at Alliance, um, Christine Stanley, uh, in her and, uh, Chris, uh, Angela Hill and Christine are like best of friends. So, um, yeah, to be able to get like some rounds with, uh, Christine and stuff like that, that's, it was great for me. And, um, yeah, she talks so highly about Angela Hill. So I don't, yeah, I don't think records, I mean, they do matter because obviously the UFC really cares about that, but, um, it's all about who you fight. 
depends. I mean, Masvidal, yeah. he had the late resurgence. I mean, look at his... Uh, he has like 16 or something losses, I think. Um, yep, exactly. One of my favorites to watch, and he just got a big win, is Bobby Green. Now, yeah, he's, he's also... Bobby it's Green like... Awesome. Yeah, you end up getting on sometimes on like the wrong side of these split decisions, and like it's a yeah. game of details. You can easily like have four or five losses less than at that point. And, um, exactly. Then people look at you differently all of a sudden, even though nothing else changed. It's, you know, if you had a different judge on the night, like... Who knows? Which is super frustrating. And I've been through yeah. that before where, um, you know, looking back on uh, my first two uh, fights with Luffy, I mean, that was that was the main thing. It was like, man, if I didn't have those judges, like it could have gone a completely different way. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. And this is a new generation of fighters coming up. So maybe you'll fa- you will face each other at some point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So about that, you're you're in the, you're, you know, let's say you're you're in the locker rooms. And how do you get into that mental space and, you know, tap into that killer instinct, sort of? Because you seem like yeah. a nice person. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice outside of the cage. That's, that's what's so funny is, like, I'm super, like, non-confrontational outside of the, outside of the cage. But once you get me in there, I'm like, I'm going to knock your head off. But, um, yeah, so, like, whenever I'm in, <laughs> in the locker room just, like, focusing uh i like to listen to music kind of like self-meditation um things like that like positive self-talk and just like get into the zone um and that's kind of like i don't really like to talk to anybody else um just kind of like get into my own little flow mm-hmm. yeah, isolated i heard yeah. a funny story like this is on the one of the podcasts that i work with uh it was um bazooka joe you know like the kickboxer, yes. Larry kickboxer. yeah he was he was on and he said like funny thing is because he's a super nice guy as well and he's not he, he doesn't hurt a fly and he says, like, I was, like, throughout fight week, he starts imagining and starting to convince himself that his opponent um, killed his dog. He doesn't even have a dog. And he's like, he's my, he killed my dog and he's trying to kill my family. He starts putting that in his head the whole week so that he gets this killer instinct against his guy. So, yeah. Oh, that's So it's awesome. funny to see, like, different different ways that people that people do that, you know. Yeah. Yes. That's All really, right. really funny. I haven't heard that before, but that's pretty good. Um, I actually, yeah. a couple weeks ago, I heard um, this thing that Kobe used to do is um he would listen to the halloween soundtrack um you know like just the like the instrumental like music yeah. and he just like put that on repeat and then uh so i thought that was kind of cool i was like yeah interesting yeah no i have it like when i spar or something it's like always music like if i'm hitting the bag before you know and just get, yeah. the, get the right song and it's like always inspirational or a lot of the time what i do is like i look up if there's any uh walkout songs or ring walk songs that really get me in the mood like get me aggressive that that fighters walk out to i'll look them up the next day like if it's ufc or boxing or whatever but this this one i need to add to my to my playlist just in case (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah all right so i'm gonna go into some of the fan questions that we got um okay perfect because uh i'm not used to doing the shorter format i have to like sort of learn (laughs) to keep it compliant you know um and but i think this is a cool addition um to sort of make things more interactive. Like, we have the fan questions in the long format, too, but, you know, uh, maybe in the short form, maybe I'll just post all the fan questions or the fan question segment to make it, you know, yeah. interactive. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Get a fan base. So, Mr. Music Army says, do you have any superstitions in general and before you walk Ooh. out to the cage? Ooh, I am actually super, like, superstitious. Um, it's It's funny. I've, like, tried to break that because it's not a good habit to get into, but, like, of course, like you pack like lucky stuff, like random, random things into your bag. And, um, but even after my losses, I'm like, nope, I'm never using that bag again. It's bad. luck. Oh, really? and all <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, 
that's that's me big time so um I've kind of gotten into that habit uh and I was like that all through like my racing careers in college and stuff like that too is uh yeah lucky uniform lucky underwear lucky socks um yeah different things like that so I'm a little bit superstitious makes sense I mean even if it's just the mentally you look at the thing and it reminds you of that time maybe it'll diminish your uh your mental preparation or something, you know, you'll start yeah, doubting yourself yeah. more, maybe, you know, just seeing that yeah. damn thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get out of your damn socks. Like, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> is a guy from uh, Ill Shrill. Do you okay. ever feel social anxiety before going to training? And if, if so, how do you deal with it? Yeah, um, anxiety is a big, big one. Um, I think all fighters really have uh, a lot of anxiety, actually, but never really talk about it because you know, they think it makes them weak or anything like that. But I think if you can channel that anxiety and you can channel it into something positive, um, cause everybody's going to get nerves. That's the reason why you're anxious is because you care about it. You care about winning, you care about losing, you care about how your performance goes. Um, so anxiety is a big one, but, um, it's just how you channel it. Um, mm. and I think if you can channel that energy into something positive, then it can like really be beautiful. And I've had some really good performances and I've like, thrown up before because mm -hmm. i was like so anxious yeah. about it <laughs> but well, uh, yeah it's all about yeah because i also have anxiety like this is uh yeah it's like well throughout the years you sort of, sort of learn how to channel this exactly I, I agree and it's like i for so if, if i related to like production for example anxiety before a big production video production yeah. um it's like i managed to channel it in a way because you're always afraid of things technically going wrong or you forgot something whatever it keeps you sharp at least like yes. if you make it use it to keep you sharp then that then it's a positive exactly yes super super positive that's a good way also all right uh and here there's two questions from this guy and you always ask good questions the fake marlon vera that's not the real one oh, okay yeah, fake yeah. Marlon vera. Saw he started following me he's cool yeah yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> what's one technique that you learned that you can't get enough of oh um man that's a good one. Uh, clinch work has been, I, I kind of have two. So like clinch work, um, right. I've really been like sitting hard on, um, and elbows inside the clinch, uh, are huge. And then like anything where it's like, cause I'm a big kickboxer lover. So I, I love pride. Um, I love glory. Um, glory is a big one. And, um, uh, so like any like spinning, uh, like heel kicks, I, I love them either to like the body or the liver, or the heads, like, that shit is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Chris Barnett. Did you watch Chris Barnett? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want to see if I can. I'm going to ask him to come on too. Like, actually, he just reminded me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. He's cool. Yeah, no, if you please do it. Like, the, I love seeing the elbows land. Like, we had a lot of those on the last card, and it was fantastic. So it was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. His second question, though. Titles aside, if you had a free pick at fighting anybody in the UFC, who would it be? So there's no title involved. Wait, say that, say that question one more time. Titles aside, if you had a free pick at any at fighting anybody in the Ooh. UFC, who would it be? Ooh, good question. Um, man, who would it be? Uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like Kay Hansen a lot. I think she's uh, kind of like kind of got a cool like fighting style. Um, and I know a lot of people have reached out to me and were like, yeah, you should fight Kay. And I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe down the road. Uh, 
man, there's so many straw weights in, in the division that I, yeah, yeah eventually want to fight. Um, I don't know. Yoana would be awesome too. Um, cause I respect her kickboxing so much. She's like yeah. such an amazing kickboxer. Uh, so yeah, probably, I mean, um, probably Yoana. Then I hope she wins the title. Because otherwise, yeah. I feel like she's <laughs> yeah. out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get spider. Um, new Amsterdam store. Those are friends that are Am- New Amsterdam store. What's your favorite clothing style? Ooh, clothing style. Um, so I love, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in, like, workout clothes all the time. So I mm. love, like, joggers. I love, like, um, fun workout tees. Um, like, super, like, comfortable but like fashionable too um i like shoes but i'm not like i don't buy a lot of them but i look a lot so yeah right that's I, i'm the same with that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love people still shoes, say i have too many I, shoes but i don't really come on i know yeah. that's that's me too i'm like ah, i should get more shoes but then i'm like no 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 you don't need to buy anything more so yeah i know if you get a performance bonus you'll which you'll get it you'll, you'll yes, get some shoes that, yeah yeah that's a big <laughs> yeah. make that your motivation let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> andre de sanctis says so this there's so many good questions like i feel like these are the best questions we've had uh fighting once a year and getting the 50k fight of the night bonus on top of your purse or oh. fighting three times a year for less here's the question Ooh. i thought talking to you before i thought you were gonna say fighting three times a year for less because you just want to fight yeah i Man, that's that's tough. I uh if so there the only caveat that I would have is fighting three times a year, but my performances, like how how I looked in those fights were great. Um mm. even if I didn't get the bonus, I would ch- I would choose fighting three times a year. Um because I, I just want to always go in there and be like, man, Sam really deserves to be there. She uh she looks great, she like you know, she deserved a win, um, things like that. I always, yeah. that's always what I want to like come out of the fight. Um, having people think, um, not that it really truly matters, but that's, you know. Yeah. I was wondering my- if like, it's, would you rather like be in a back and forth, very close banger of a fight that people are like, this was a great fight. Or would you rather like completely dominate someone? Uh, I like the, you know, like the bangers that are just like, oh my God, those two have like an awesome fight. That should be fight of the night. Mm. Um, which is exactly what have uh would have been with Loopy because Loopy is down to like just throw and she's like, I think she's a really good boxer. Um, but I think I'm also a very good striker. So I like I was I actually texted Mick. I haven't told anybody this, but I actually texted Mick and I was like, Mick, that would have been fight of the night. We definitely have to make that work. Uh, Because honestly, the fans are talking about it. So it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. And it works in your favor that, you know, she's getting a big fan base. Like she's getting a lot of respect from the fight community too, you know? Totally. Totally. It's just just more eyeballs, you know? Yeah. Last one. Vane underscore Sanchez. The best music to walk out to before walking out to the cage. Uh, No, sorry. The best music to warm up to before walking out to the cage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, anything rap really. I mean, that always like gets me going, like anything with a really good beat, like that, that always hypes me up. Um, rap is like pretty much my go-to. Um, I like country, but I will never listen to country before a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was, I'm surprised when someone chooses country as a walkout song, like 
I don't know, wouldn't, wouldn't do it for me. Like, I, I'm always surprised if someone, like, when someone walks out to a country song, like, that just wouldn't do it to me. Like, yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, I guess, like, maybe Cowboy could get away with it because he, he is. But, yeah, but, um, but he has the Kids Rock that, song. Like, so that still gets yeah. hard at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Those are so super much. good questions. Thank yeah, you, right? everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, yeah. Because we've also had situations where we had like, ton of questions and there's not a single like good one in between like, right <laughs> yeah so um but hey um thank you so much for coming on and um supporting the platform as well and uh please uh if you have anything to promote other than your fight on november 20th against luana pinheiro guys watch tune in from the beginning because it's gonna be according to google the opening fight of the night um yes. anything else to promote uh yeah i just want to thank all my sponsors um hka usa uh they're have been fantastic sorry about that um they've been fantastic they've helped me through this camp um again like all my coaches uh eddie grant joshua tagan like i appreciate you guys so much um and i'm really looking forward to this fight nick thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it you're welcome and i'm rooting for you thank you